After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Well, good morning. Good morning and welcome to um, uh, Morning Report. <laughs> I believe this is Morning Report 65 or 64. I don't, I don't remember, uh, but it's one of them. I'll find out. By the time I, I do the editing and get it all set up to go and, and, and publish, so I'll, I'll know by then. But it's 64 or 65 for sure, which is pretty friggin' amazing, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, especially uh, based on, on how life is going and how much I, how much we have to do, Paul and I. Uh, 64 or 65, that is impressive. Impressive, I tell you. Um but I, but you like it because I see the numbers. You like it, and I appreciate that you like it. I appreciate that you're listening. I appreciate that you're sharing it. I appreciate that you're communicating with me uh, through email, sort of back channel, WLS860 at gmail.com. Really appreciate it. It's it's a gas. It really is, and, and, and it's fun to do. Um, today, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go through the Facebook feed of my really, really good friends, um, Kevin and Janelle Batts of Red River TV. Red River TV. If indeed you are looking for a uh, an aggregate um, uh, of of news stories from a truth perspective, from an honesty perspective, from a principled, not uh, not party perspective, Red River TV is a choice for you. Um, you know what? And I, I met Kevin a number of years ago, um, right after I guess right after I got out of the hospital, I guess. And um, we've been we've been we, we became fast friends. Uh, although I've never had the pleasure of shaking his hand or hugging the neck of his beautiful wife, or hugging or, or, or hugging his, his his wonderful children, but I'm looking forward to that day with great anticipation because this is a Jesus filled conservative, um, pro-American, pro-Constitution, pro-Bible family. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're perfect. I'll just leave that for you. Uh, When you go to Red River TV, Red River TV, um, go to DuckDuckGo and search for Red River TV. uh, Or you can look them up on Facebook, Red River TV on Facebook. uh, And they put all the articles that they are they comment on on the um, Facebook website, which sometimes gets them in a little trouble, which is why we like them. Anyway, um, so we're going to go through uh, uh, the the posts that they've put up 
Um, and the first one is one that I'm not going to go over, but I want you to read because it's from 460news.com that we are under the impression that uh, social media is targeting, you know, Prager and he's tar- and they're targeting um, the GOP and they're targeting all the and Fox News and all the larger conservative content creators. Well, not entirely. Read the first article, but we're not going to start there today. We're going to start uh, with the um, the House passed a non-binding resolution uh, called the War Powers Resolution to basically rebuke Donald Trump and his handling of actions against Iran. It's just foot stomping. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, Ilian Omar has um, contracted PTSD over Trump's dealings with um, Iran and is sort of catching some catching some hell over it, which is probably pretty good. Uh, we'll talk about that. And we're going to finish up with um, Nancy Pelosi uh, made an interesting move after rushing, I mean, just speed rushing, bum rushing uh, uh, impeachment through the House so they can be done before Christmas uh, and then holding on to the articles of impeachment. Now there's some people from her own party, some pretty powerful people from from her own party in the Senate who are saying, you know what, you made a big deal about this, let's get on with it. So she's feeling some pressure on um, getting on with it, releasing those th- those articles, um, pushing back the demands, the whole, the whole nine. So we'll get into that too. All right, we'll be back with more of that in just a little bit. Again, thank you for coming to the Morning Report. My name is William Lawson. My other host is Paul Swanson, S-W-A-N-S-E-N of the Swanson Report. We'll be back right after these messages. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. Are you someone who wants to give more? Are you someone who wants to donate more to your favorite charity or even your favorite podcast and you just don't have the money because you got too much credit card debt already? Well, I've got something for both of us. Debt.com. Debt.com is ready to put you into a debt consolidation program that will save you money save your credit rating, and allow you to live your dreams in the way that you would like to live them. That's Debt.com. Give them a call at 877-764-2393. That's 877-764-2393. Get out of debt today. You know... Every man my age should have three things, in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618. North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com Thank you ever so much for coming um, to the Morning Report and spending some time with us on this Friday morning. Friday, we missed Thursday. Sorry we missed Thursday. And I am going to um, gonna hop in here right now while I'm thinking about it. I promise you that I'd keep you up. This is my sixth anniversary of my um, you know, my my heart thing where I didn't do so well. I wasn't doing so well. Um, 
Thursday was sort of that day I was getting better. I told you it was, you know, yes, you know, in the last broadcast on Wednesday, I said, you know, this is the day that I made the turnaround. This is when God turned it all around. Um, and then Friday, Friday was the day that they were going to extubate me, as they call it. Um, after I, uh, after I, um, lost consciousness on Tuesday morning and, uh, went into my coma, uh, they put me on a breathing machine. They put me on a respirator because I was not breathing on my own. Uh, my brain said, yeah, let somebody else do that. Uh, so my brain is healing from the infection I had or whatever was going on with me that damn near killed me. But so I'm, um, so by Friday I'm getting better. And they had told my family, they told my wife and my son that they were going to take me off the breathing machine, off the respirator on Friday morning. And it was, it was good news. Uh, you know what? After all that, the only person they didn't tell was me. Friday morning, I was awake. My eyes popped open. Now, I was really sort of, eh, but I did notice I had this big thing in my mouth. I didn't really knew, you know, I didn't feel it in my, my throat or any way, but anything. But I knew that I had this thing in my mouth and I couldn't talk. And people were around me. And my wife had, had come in and my son had come in and, and, and seen me. And I was super happy to see them. And I think I just, I think when I saw them, I just cried. I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I was just crying. Uh, I was, you, when you go through this and any, any, anybody who's my age has gone through this, you know that you're just, like, you are just super hyper emotional. Everything freaking makes you cry. Uh, I was watching commercials on TV and just tearing up at touching commercials. Oh. Anyway, um, so they had told my family that they were going to take the tube out. Now, nobody Nobody told me they were going to take the damn tube out. Nobody. So I remember, I'm still groggy. I've been I've been in a coma for three days, and my family leaves, and then the two the team that came in to take the tube out was a nurse and a couple of other assistants that she had, and she said, "Okay," and I could hear her say, "Okay, Mr. Lawson, we're going to take the we're going to take the tube out now. You're doing much better. You don't need it," and I. And then suddenly, two people had me on either shoulder, and they were ripping the tube out of my, uh, you know what, out of my face, and I was thrashing and kicking and kicking and thrashing, and my head was going back and forth, and I was giving these people as much hell as a, as a damn near dead guy could give them. I and a point, it got to a point where. <laughs> I think it's funny now. Nobody who was there thinks it's funny. And it's been six years. Uh, I I still think it's hysterical. Because in my weakened condition, I fought off I fought off a nurse and three orderlies. <laughs> I kinda knew I was a badass then. Uh I fought them off. And um to the point where my blood pressure had soared, my pulse had soared, and the nurse said, Hey, hey, wait, wait, everybody stop. Everybody stop. Stop. We're going to let you rest and we're going to come back later. Well, at at that point, frankly, I was freaking exhausted and I just passed out. And I think I had a central line. So they came in and put a little happy juice in my my central line. A couple hours later, woke me up and the nurse was so cool. She said, listen, Mr. Lawson, we're going to take the tube out. It's going to be awful. But I'm really good at it. She just told me it's going to be awful. I said okay, and I was, and by then I was calmed down. I had I'd rested a little bit. I was ready, and this woman started taking this tube out. It's about this time in the morning, I guess. Um, and it was like one of those magic tricks. She started pulling that tube out of my out of my face. And I swear to you, it just kept coming. There was like 85 freaking feet of of this surgical tubing, and it just kept coming. And I felt like somebody should be playing um, 
like the freaking Ed Sullivan show, and it just kept coming. You know, you know that tune they play, the um, Saber Dance. That shit just kept freaking coming. It was. I mean, it was. It, I mean, it was. It was insane. Uh, came out, and I was exhausted, and they were exhausted, and I was glad to have it out. And then she said to me, your throat will probably be a little sore, so you might not want to talk. (laughs) See, this is when I got the second laugh on these people. This is when I won again. I didn't shut up for like three days. I hadn't talked for three days. So I didn't shut up for freaking three days. I talked to everybody. I talked to people in the hallway. I mean, they had to close the door of my room. To keep me from talking to people in the hallway because I was disturbing the disturbing the people who were in the um, cardiac ICU is where I was. Are you kidding me? <laughs> My throat wasn't sore. It never got sore. As a matter of fact, it's it. I think it cured my snoring, at least for a while. I snore a little bit now, but after after my after that experience in my surgery, I didn't even snore anymore. I guess, you know, whatever the ad noise and you know, whatever you have out there, I guess it was in there and just pushed them back into place so they, did, they didn't fall into my air air cavity. So, pff, there you go. That was my Friday story. <laughs> oh, goodness. And there was more. Uh, that was, let's see, I went in on Tuesday. I was, I was still 14 days. I was still at least 14 days from leaving, leaving the hospital. Um, but um, the first week, obviously, was... Uh, the, was the most intense. Uh, but um, it's been six years. I'm thankful and I'm grateful. I'm thankful and grateful to you guys for hanging in there. I came back and started looking at my my blog talk radio numbers um, after I didn't post for uh, almost a month. And when I got out of the hospital, truly my voice and my air was these dulcet tones you hear right now that are so smooth and so wonderful. No, I was out of breath and, and it seemed like I had a stroke. It was very bad. So, uh, but, uh, you guys were awesome because you listened and my numbers went through the friggin' roof better than they ever did. I was touched and I, and I, and I, I was grateful and I still am grateful for those days and these days too. All right, listen, let's get with the stories. Um, the House um, passed a, a, a what they call a war powers resolution because they're mad at Donald Trump. Oh, why do they do these things? One five-letter word, Trump. Trump. Everything is about T-R-U-M-P, Trump. Did they... Did the House run and think they should have passed a war powers resolution um, against Barack Obama at any any given time? Or even George Bush? As both of those presidents spent all of their presidencies dropping bombs on people. Did Colin Kaepernick have anything to say about Barack Obama dropping, dropping bombs on black and brown people? Did Nancy Pelosi have anything to say when she was Speaker of the House about Barack Obama dropping bombs and drone at- and drone attacks on black and brown people? No, not a damn thing. Uh, this is all, folks, friends, patriots. This is all Trump. There are some Republican libertarians who have real concerns. Now the left is trying to use the the uh, the concern of people like Mike Hill and and Rand Paul in the Senate as some sort of fracture in the Republican Party. Nothing could be further from the, the the truth. It's actually that these libertarians have a problem with the U.S. government, no matter who is the president, um, knocking off the heads of other states. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, of other countries. That's a libertarian situation, and I get it. I'm not thrilled with it either. Mitch McConnell was on 
the um, I do that when I can't remember stuff now. Uh, Sean Hannity program on Thursday afternoon, and basically he says he can't he understands too, but we have to live in the real world right now. And unfortunately, as bad as things are, this is the real world. It's hard, isn't it? This freedom stuff is tough. So it is perfectly okay if you have a problem with the actions of the U.S. government, not just under Trump, but the actions of the U.S. government historically in these kinds of situations. It's perfectly okay. It's perfectly okay. But but this, this, this War Powers Act, let me see, let me get, get to my notes, is, you know, I'm always at the point where I read the words non-binding and I just go, done, done, done. This is from um, Fox News. Uh, an article written um, yesterday by Andrew O'Reilly. The House of Representatives on Thursday voted in favor of a war powers resolution meant to limit President Trump's military action towards Iran following an escalation in tensions between Washington and Tehran. Now, we talked about this a couple days ago, about this thing, this escalation. Things have been escalating for months, week I mean, weeks, months, years. The resolution passed 224 to 194, mostly along party lines, but both parties had some defectors. Eight Democrats voted against the measure and three Republicans voted in favor of it. Isn't it interesting that there isn't any, any fracture talk about the Democrats when eight Democrats voted against this measure, but three Republicans vote for the measure. This is fracture and Trump's causing this, these problems in the Republican party. Well, except that the polls say that Trump's got a 95% approval rating with Republicans. Hmm. Anyway, um, Justin Amash, who left the Republican party, um, last year, he's an independent, not really, uh, also voted in favor of the measure. We deserve the respect from the administration and that Congress deserves under the Constitution, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat of California, said on the House floor. The Constitution of the United States calls um, that there be cooperation when initiating hostilities. No, it actually doesn't really. Actually, what it says, if they, you know, the Congress is the only people who can declare war. War has not been declared. And unfortunately, now I ain't a lawyer, but I have seen him on the radio. You know, a lot of things happen in this country, not based on law, but based on case law, based on how things have gone in the past. And I mentioned to you this week, we have not had a declared war where Congress has had a say since World War Two, The Korean War slash conflict undeclared by Congress. Vietnam undeclared by Congress. Gulf War One undeclared by Congress. Gulf War Two. The um, moving into Afghanistan under uh, under Barack Obama undeclared by Congress. The uh, the capture of Saddam Hussein. Nobody in Congress cared. Right? The capture um, and the eventual killing of not Saddam Hussein, um, that other some bitch, um, you know. Nobody cared. No war powers anything. None. Osama bin Laden. Thank you. Right? Like I said a minute ago, this is just Trump, period. The resolution is non-binding, but is meant to reassert congressional authority and rebuke Trump's decision, which means it's foot stomping. You gotta pay attention to us. You just can't. Shut up. Trump's decision to take out the Iranian general Qasim Soleimani in a drone strike last Friday while he traveled to an airport in uh, Baghdad, Iraq. 
Trump did not consult with congressional leaders ahead of the attack that killed the Iranian military leader and afterwards sent Congress notification explaining the rationale, but kept it classified. The resolution, quote, requires the president to consult with Congress in every possible instance before introducing the United States armed force into hostilities. Do you know what Trump did with that? Is he going to do with this? He's going to wipe his butt with it. And he's going to be able to. Because it's not a law. It's a resolution. Is we think you should do this. And Trump's going to wipe his behind with it. And that's how it's going to be the end of it. The resolution says that Congress has not authorized the president to use military force against Iran. He doesn't need Congress for that. Um, the measure directs the president to terminate the use of the United States armed forces to engage in hostility in or against Iran or any part of its government or um, government or military, unless there is a specific blessing by Congress. Now, this measure was sponsored by, of course, freshman um, Eliza um, Slotin, Democrat from Michigan, who was a farmer, who former CIA analyst and Pentagon official who's serving in Iraq. Now, here's the deal. Here's what these people don't realize, and 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 Mitch McConnell of all the people in the world had a pretty clear uh, understanding on this, and I was frankly kind of impressed, surprised, but impressed nonetheless. What these folks are doing, whether they know they're doing it or not, is they're actually giving aid and comfort to the enemy, because it seems like if you don't know exactly what's going on. That there is some constant, there is real consternation and real support for people like Qasim um, Soleimani, and especially if you, uh, we're going to slip into the next story because you know what I just was telling my other story and we just are slap running out of time, so I don't have time for the next break, and I'm really sorry, but sorry when you have um, representatives like Elian Omar, who is saying. That, that she has contracted PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, over all this talk and all the things that have happened concerning Iran. Here's, here's, the, here's the incorrect narrative. The incorrect narrative that Iran is loving is that they have power and authority that, that the United States is afraid of them. That... There are people in the United States who are afraid of Iran. And that's the narrative that Barack Obama brought to Iran by continually over over eight years paying them $150 billion in cash. Cash. So when I see signs from the peaceniks and I see signs from the, um, the progressives, you have all this money for war. Don't you have any money? Where's the money to... You know, to feed poor people. Well, Barack Obama had $150 billion that he dropped off on tarmac all over that region to quiet the mullahs. Why couldn't we use that money to feed the poor and house the, house the poor and clothe the naked? Hmm. Why does it matter now more than it did then? Say it with me. Two, ready, go. Trump. That's what it's all about. It's just about, say it with me again, two, three, ready, say it, Trump. It's not about anything else. This is going, this is, all of this is rolling back to the 2016 election. This whole thing that you've seen, that's what it is. Okay, let's talk a little bit about your girl, Elaine. Um, Ilan Omar, she's been slammed for offering veterans, uh, for offending veterans with her um, claims that she had been stricken by PTSD at talk of war after U.S. military actions against Iran last week. This is what she says. I feel ill a little bit because of everything that is taking place. And I think every time I hear conversations about war, I find myself being stricken with PTSD. Omar told, told, told at a press conference on um, on Wednesday. 
Are you kidding me? People who actually have that are like, shut up, bitch. They are. Minnesota, again, Minnesota Representative Eliana Mars said she felt ill after the U.S. military action against Iran. Um, she also, um, she's a Somalian war refugee, claimed talk of war triggered her PTSD. Indiana Representative Jim Banks said her comments were offensive to U.S. veterans. Oh, but, but you see, Eliana Mars doesn't give a damn about the U.S. veterans or the U.S. Um, Omar was also seen laughing during the, uh, laughing during the otherwise somber press conference. Georgia Representative um, Jody Heiss called her snickering was absolutely shameful as comes it comes excuse me it comes as house prepares to vote for limiting the trump limiting trump's war powers and of course that passed Ilya omar has been slammed for offering veterans uh for offending veterans for their claims that she had been stricken by ptsd at talk of war after u.s military action against iran um, the minnesota democrat was also filmed snickering with of course her girl part of the squad Rashid, Rashid Tlaib, and of course, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the background, while Sheila Jackson-Lee made a somber comment about the loss of U.S. lives during the Iraq war. Um, yeah, because they're happy, thrilled when we lose. Republican uh, Indiana Representative Jim Banks, an Afghan war Veteran responded furiously, accusing Omar of using PTSD as a political tool and saying her actions had revealed her true feeling on the U.S. military. You know, you, you know what? Thanks, Jim. But we knew it. There are those of us who knew it all along. Um, this is a disgrace, Banks, tweet, Banks tweeted, and offensive to our nation's veterans who really do have PTSD after putting their lives on the line to keep America safe. And then later... Omar, a, Soma, a, 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 a Somali refugee, doubled down her claims, replying to Banks, I survived war as a child and deal with post-traumatic stress disorder, much like many of you who have served or lived through war. It is shameful that you as a member of Congress would erase the PTSD of survivors. <laughs> yeah, but Banks said, your words and actions today at a press conference reveal your feelings towards soldiers serving abroad, and the video speaks for itself, Banks says. Yeah, she's back there with Rashid Tlaib and um, and Ocasio Cortez, and they're and they're yucking it up back there. You know, Sheila Jackson Lee, who is a who, who is a le- who, a little less than useful idiot, is up just blathering on about loss of life in Iraq, the very same conflict that Barack Obama said he was going to stop but didn't stop, as a matter of fact, freaking expanded into Afghanistan. Hmm. Interesting. After blaming Bush for everything in the world and, and, and having a bunch of people have Bush arrangement syndrome carried on the very same policies in the Middle East as George Bush. Well, except for that part where he dropped off $150 billion um, to the to the Iranians and the Iranian mullahs to keep all all of them happy and keep them all all satiated because they, they were blackmailing us and they were blackmailing him and they were committing a you know extortion and he was particip- he was willfully 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 participating in extortion. Hmm. And we should be worried about Trump. And they tell us that we should be worried about Trump. All right, we're going to take a little break. We're back. Uh, and again, really sorry that we missed that break. And we, um, but we're, but you know what? Our sponsors, we're going to make up for it. I promise we'll make up for it. We'll be back with more of the Morning Report here on Friday, uh, January 10th, right after these messages. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. 
Yeah, Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections. It's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, the network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. You're tired of the cold? You're tired of the taxes? It's time to move to Florida. And our friend, Gary Knight, at New Homes of Tampa Bay is the perfect person to help you. You can just give Gary a call at 813-770-9452, or you can go to the website to look for your brand new home at www.newhomestpa.com. Move to Florida. It's about time. Thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. Uh, we appreciate every single bit of it because time is the only thing that doesn't spend uh, or that spends you, that you just don't get any more of. No matter, no, no matter what you do, you don't get any more of. You can make more money. You, you can lose all your money. I pray that no, no one ever does. That doesn't happen to anybody who's listening to this program. But you can lose all your money and you can make every cent of it plus more back. Time. Once you blow time. It's gone. It's the only thing in the world that spins and that you spend some with us. That is really, really touching. Um, I, like I said, I got this list of stories from my friend um, Kevin and Janelle Batts at Red River TV. You want to look up Red River TV on DuckDuckGo um, or Google if you want everybody to know what you're doing. Now, if you're not interested in having everybody know what the hell you're doing, then you're probably going to have um, a Vivaldi browser and you're going to be looking um, things up through DuckDuckGo. Not perfect because nothing is. It is the flipping internet. But it's pretty close. All right. This is a story from BBC, BBC News um, that came out uh, on the 8th. The U.S. Congress, the U.S. Congress's most powerful Democrat, is losing um, support among Senate allies as she holds up President Donald Trump's impeachment trial. The House of Representatives uh, Speaker Nancy um, Pelosi has delayed sending the articles of impeachment to the Senate in a tussle over rules with Republicans. Senator Dianne Feinstein, who called on Mrs. Pelosi and her fellow California Democrat ex-neighbor, to send it over. 
the Senate Republican uh, leader vowed there would be no haggling. Mitch McConnell already said, you know what, here's what we're going to do. We are going to go by the same rules that we went by in the Clinton, in the Bill Clinton impeachment. We are going to go by those rules. Those are going to be, that's the standard that we're going to use. Because this is, again, this this doesn't happen all the time. There's there's not a lot of precedent uh, for uh, what's going on. So you go back to the last time you did it. We're going to use those rules. Which means that the House, um, people who are handling from the House will present their case. And then the president's lawyers will present their case. That's how it was for the Clinton. I mean, for the Clint, you know, the Clint. Clint. So that's when, so there's going to be no haggling beforehand about about witnesses. No, they're not going to get. They're going to have to present their case. They're not going to be able to have the Senate try to make their case for them again when they weren't able to make it themselves. When they when they just were in such a hurry, they couldn't make it themselves. They're they are not going to get the the the, the Senate to do that for them. Mitch McConnell already said no. Mitch McConnell said he can muster the the majority, the 51 votes, among his fellow Republicans in the Senate to codify the proceedings without Democrat support. Whether they like it or not, they could just vote on it and say, uh, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do something else. So there isn't any reason at this point to talk about anything. Senate Democrats said the prolonged standoff would be pointless. The longer it goes, the less urgent it becomes, Senator Feinstein said on Wednesday, Bloomberg News reported. So if this is serious and urgent, send them over. If it isn't serious and urgent, don't send it over. That statement is the statement that we all knew it wasn't ever serious and it wasn't ever urgent. It was always political. Which is why they've not been sent over. If Trump was a clear and present danger to our democracy, I'm just using their words. I know, I know that we don't have a democracy. I know don't, don't please don't send me emails about Willie. You should know that we don't have a democracy. Shut up. I know. Using their words, if this was a, you know, if if Trump was a was a um, quintessential threat to our democracy, according to the left, then we would then they would already be over. I mean, they would have walked them over that day. They would have, um, they, I mean, they would have walked them over. They would have emailed them. They would have sent a messenger. They would have sent a, you know sent it by um, the National Guard. Uh, the U.S. Army, the Marines, they would have, you know, put them on a tank and taken them next door to the Senate. They would have been over there immediately, right? Well, it's been almost a week, more than a week. No, I'm not there yet. The political trial of Mr. Trump cannot begin until the Democrat, Democrat-controlled House sends the articles of impeachment, the charges against the president to the Senate. Senator Chris Coons, a, Con- a Connecticut Democrat, told Politico, "I respect the fact that Pelosi is concerned about the fact of what uh, about whether or not there will be a fair trial, right? But there is really no reason, no reason to continue this. There's just z- zero reason." To do what they're I mean, do what she's doing, because I I think and this is just me talking. This is the, the, this was always going to work against the Democrats, and they're losing support in their own base for it. Kuhn said, "I respect the fact that Pelosi is concerned about the fact whether it's going to be a fair trial tonight, but I do think it's time to get on with it." 
Senator John Tester, a Montana Democrat, said, I don't know what leverage we have. It looks like the cake is already baked. Well, I do like what Mitch McConnell said on the Sean Hannity show today on Thursday. He said that this is not a legal proceeding. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a legal proceeding. I know it looks like a legal proceeding. But the idea is everybody in that room has an opinion. He said that no nobody in that room, none of the senators, would none of them would be able to be on a jury because they all have a preconceived idea of about innocence or guilt. So it's not that kind of proceeding. It's a political proceeding. And to continue to say that it's something other than that is being disingenuous to the American public. This is a political procedure. And there's no way that the president is going to be removed from office. Like John Tester said, the cake has already been baked. The outcome of this is all is not inevitable. The outcome is already predetermined. Joe Manchin, of course, a West Virginia Democrat, everybody knows Joe Manchin, also said that he believed that it was time to start the Senate trial. Mr. Trump was impeached by the House in December on allegations of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Obstruction of Congress? Nobody even knows what that is. Because you could make anything obstruction of Congress. Let's say Congress passes a bill and it gets to the president's desk and he vetoes it. Isn't he obstructing them? Yes. So this is dumb. The Republican president is accused of withholding military aid to pressure Ukraine to investigate his political rival, Democrat presidential frontrunner Joe Biden. Frontrunner? <laughs> Not hardly. Um, Democrat leaders have argued that the witness that witnesses and new documents should be allowed in the Senate trial. This is not what they're going to agree to. The Republicans who run the Senate, by the way, are not going to agree to that. There isn't any president to to agree to something different. I think, I personally think Willie Lawson of Fightback Media Radio Network thinks it's perfectly reasonable that Mitch McConnell and the, and the Republican Senate go with the rules that applied during the last impeachment of a, of a U.S. president, and that was Bill the Clint. You know, they'll hear from the uh, they'll hear from one side, they'll hear from the other, and then they'll make the decision if there needs to be new if there needs to be witnesses called, documents brought. I mean, documents subpoenaed. Then they will, not beforehand. And he said on, on the Hannity show, um, if there are witnesses called, it is not going to be just the witnesses that the Democrats want to bring forth. There will be other witnesses that are going to be more supportive of the president. That's all there, he said, that's all there is to it. That's how, if, if witnesses are called, that's how it's going to play out. Just like the congressman said, this cake is baked. And, and, and to, to delay it at this point, is pointless. Is pointless. Um, Mitch McConnell said the rules would be essentially the same as those for the 1998 impeachment trial of Democrat President Bill Clinton, which also began without an agreement on witnesses. Speaking on the Senate floor on, on Wednesday, Mr. McConnell said there will be no haggling with the House over the Senate procedure. We will not cede our authority to uh, to try this impeachment. He accused Mrs. Pelosi of wanting to keep Mr. Trump 
quote, in limbo. Mrs. Mrs. Pelosi's counterpart in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, and House Democrats have stood by her until recently. Mr. Trump is the third president in U.S. history to be impeached. Only the third. 45 presidents, the third. This doesn't happen very often. The Senate is unlikely to come up with 67 votes needed to remove him from office, given that his fellow Republicans control the chamber 53 votes to 47. It isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Mitch McConnell thinks that that the um, the articles of impeachment will, will be um, transmitted in the next couple of days, and then we'll get on with it. And as we get on with it, we'll talk about it. All right, we got to get out of here. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, take care of yourself. Be sure to check out um, Kevin and Janelle at Red River TV. Um, please, please. They're great folks. They deserve our support, and they're part of what we're doing here on Fightback Media. Our job is to save the Republic. Your job is to help us do it. Until we see you again, enjoy. Bye-bye now. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get active care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com.